So thank you very much. Uh, my name is, uh, is uh, Jan Kjærsgaard. I'm uh, heading the cement industry at uh, F.L. Smith. I've done so for the last uh, little less than one and a half years. And uh, today I'll be speaking about uh, the market in the cement industry, our strategy, and that I fundamentally believe that cement is a good place to be in for F.L. Smith. So the key messages I will uh, talk about is that fundamentally we see a steady good growth in the, in the cement uh, market, the demand for cement. We see a lot of change in our industry right now. Uh, we see a lot of focus on uh, productivity, sustainability, digitalization, and that's a very good fit with our strategy of being productivity provider number one. Strategy-wise, our main focus will be and has been for a while to grow our service, our upgrades, and our products business, and to have a selective approach on our projects business. It means that uh, we, uh, when we get a project in, we have a project opportunity, we look at uh, what is the potential margin we can get in a project, risk profile, cash profile, and so on, and then we take the uh, projects on that that has a good match with us and where the customer values the uh, premium offering that we are coming with. That, in total, so growing our other offerings more than the projects part, will lead to a more stable uh, business, also a higher margin business. I'll talk more about that. If we look at the underlying uh, cement uh, demand, uh, then this is a typical demand curve for a country going through the GDP development. So on the left-hand side, you see countries with low GDP. So typically countries go through this when you start urbanization, you build out infrastructure, hospitals, schools, etc. Then you have a steep curve of, uh, of cement consumption. And uh, when you then hit a certain level of GDP, you reduce again to a more flat and more, let's say, uh, level of, of, of higher GDP countries. And you'll see on the right-hand side countries like Denmark, Sweden, Netherlands, U.S., and on the left-hand side, you see uh, countries with today lower GDP, uh, like Nigeria, Bangladesh, Philippines today, where we see good demand and also some demand for, for build-out. So fundamentally, a growing uh, demand for cement, which is, is, is good, and then you'll see some outliers in the Middle East that, that use more than what is on the curve, but generally a good underlying demand. What does that demand mean for the market that we can capture? Uh, we have uh, on the left-hand side, you see what uh, available market to us uh, and what part of that is accessible. So what is the premium segment? What are the market's customer types where we are active? And then we split that up into capital and service. As you see, we have potential in both to grow. On the right-hand side, you see the, the service where we today have an approximate market share of 15%. So definitely a good potential to grow that more and that, that we have a very high focus in traditional services but also the upgrades business that is also part of our service offering. Also on the, on the product side uh, and project side, we have opportunity that the main focus on capital will be on growing our products portfolio. And then on the far left, you see the last arrow. Uh, we believe we can push up the accessible market a bit by by our offerings in sustainability, opening up uh, markets that are today not open for us, and also new products, obviously. So 
Industry trends. What are the trends that we see in the industry today? Uh, over the last years, we've seen expansions, and regionally we see uh, these expansions have led to uh, regional overcapacities, so more capacity than needed in the marketplace for cement. Um, that also has led to some regional pressure on prices and thereby margins for our customers. And on top of this, we see regionally that it's getting more difficult to attract both labor and engineering talent into uh, the cement industry, putting uh, pressure also on how the plants are run and operated. And finally, probably the biggest single lever, Thomas talked about it also today, sustainability. We see a lot of pressure on our customers from regulators, countries, laws on, on emissions, CO2, and, uh, and we see it from societies getting more and more active in, in to, to the industry to, to reduce emissions and to take the sustainability agenda serious. And, and uh, lastly, we've seen uh, also that some of the bigger investors have sent letters directly to our main customers, some of our big uh, customers, the big cement producers, telling them that if they want to have continued investments, they should take the sustainability agenda serious. So this is what is surrounding us uh, in the industry. What do our customers do uh, under these given frame conditions? Uh, they focus a lot on cash and, cash and profitability, and uh, they do this by whenever we meet customers. I travel the world uh, with my colleagues in the regions. We meet customers, and basically the first that the customers talk about is say, great that you're here, Hiffel Smith. We like to work with you. We have a good brand name, but we need help. Uh, we need to produce uh, uh, better, more productively. We need a more sustainable, sustainable footprint. We need to reduce our emissions. And we need, uh, we need to be able to run our plants in a more uh, integrated digital way so that we also can, can save labor and we can better uh, uh, optimize our processes uh, to reduce our emissions. That's the, the general trend. Whenever I, I visit customers, those are the top three questions within the first five minutes. Um, I'll talk about this from a service capital perspective. Uh, I'll dive into deeper on how do we approach the sea sustainability, what are our offerings. And uh, then finally, I have some examples on how digital, digitalization is enabling us to, to do more business. On the service side, first we have uh, uh, circled here some of the areas we believe are going to be good for, for us for for the service business in the coming period of time. Um, we have looked at what is the, where do we see sustainability demands, driving need for upgrades, where do we see high capacity utilization, the plants run a lot, and, um, and where do we see uh, also generally an expected demand increase. And so these are some of the markets. Uh, uh, Thomas showed, for example, that Brazil was red on cash, but we still see a good demand in the Brazilian market for services for upgrades because they, to counter this, uh, this uh, price level, they also seek investments. Um, same U.S., Europe, we don't see a lot of uh, new build, but we see a, uh, a lot of focus on optimizing the current fleet, the operating fleet, and on, in Europe especially uh, on the sustainability part. Um, then in, in Asia and in the Indi India and the Indian uh, in the Indian region, we have established a lot of capacity in recent years, so there we see a lot of new capacity and a lot of our capacity, and this new capacity gives us a good opportunity to grow our service market, our services, our spares, and, 
and our uh, asset management systems. Uh, and for example, in a country like China, uh, we see right now uh, they, they make good cash that you could see from Thomas's chart, uh, and they spend this cash in meeting a lot of the uh, environmental demands they are uh, meeting from the authorities. Um, finally, we are very active in all of these regions. We have feet on the ground through our regions. Uh, Dion will talk more about an example of how we are more active in, in, in our regions, but with our new structure, we are much better positioned to capture these uh, regional service markets. From a capital point of view, uh, on the left-hand side, you see the global installed capacity, uh, 6.3 billion tons of capacity. That's uh, four th approximately 4,000 cement lines are installed today, and um, they, are, they see a demand today, average global demand of about 4 billion, so there is an overcapacity. Uh, we are seeing moderate growth, in the, as I said, in the, with the demand curve in the market, so the overcapacity will reduce from a global perspective, but we see very strong local pockets of, uh, of demand. So some uh, countries where they do not have a lot of cement production today but see growth in infrastructure and GDP, there we still see pockets. And what we seek is to be in these pockets, to be very active there together with our regions uh, and in our region structure, to be close to the customers and, uh, and be ready. On the capital side, we also focus a lot on our product side. That's part of our capital business. So... With, uh, with a, we spend a lot of time and effort now in modularizing, standardizing our products to be more competitive, more standardized, and uh, to drive that to a positive business case as well. If, I look, if we look deeper into sustainability, then on the left-hand side, uh, we have marked up the, the parts of the world that today have uh, carbon taxes or emission trading schemes, basically putting limits or regulations on how much carbon the cement plants and the industries in general can, can emit. And uh, then we've, uh, we've uh, let's say, taken Europe as a good example of, uh, of how uh, CO2 is, is controlled. So some years ago, uh, when the uh, carbon trading uh, system uh, was introduced in Europe, each cement producer and other industries was allocated a certain amount of allowances to emit CO2. These credits uh, are then tradable, and what you see in the curve from 18 to 19 up to today is the price for these credits that were allocated to the cement producer and other industries originally. So there's a lot of demand uh, for these uh, CO2 credits. So if you were to start a new cement uh, plant today in Europe, you did not have any credits allocated to you, you would need to go into the market, buy these credits, and that would cost you 25, 27 euros per ton, and that would equate to somewhere 17, ton, 17 euro per produced ton. That's a relatively high cost per produced ton of cement to meet this. And this is what is inherently driving our business, what is driving the push to sustainability and is generating good opportunities uh, for us. What we have done is that we have uh, uh, done a calculation example here as Thomas mentioned, today the global or the cement industry emits 8% of global CO2. That we could reduce to 7% with today's technology uh, without adding uh, a lot higher cost. Where the costly part comes, as Thomas said, is when we want to push it further down. Uh, we do not have all the technologies in place yet. But to 7%, 
we could come in a reasonable manner with today's technology. Just to have a feel of what does that mean? Uh, 1% down would equate, would be the same as we would need to plant 485,000 square meters of forest to, uh, to absorb the same amount of CO2. That equates the size of Germany. So uh, a forest of the size of Germany would be the same uh, CO2 absorber as, uh, as we could with reducing from 8 to 7%. That equates to 258 million households, average household also, if they were fired or if they were uh, powered by fossil fuels, electricity by, and, and other fossil fuels. And then in the end, also the cement producers will lose money, oh sorry, will uh, save money on, uh, on, uh, if, with this reduction. So a typical 6,000 ton per day plant would save 40 million Danish uh, per year by uh, reducing this amount of CO2 and investing in these uh, uh, technologies. So what, how do we see our role in sustainability and in the carbon agenda as F.L. Smith? We definitely uh, have a very strong ambition on being, on being the, 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 let's say, the industry, industrial provider of, of, uh, of solutions that can enable our customers to become carbon neutral. What we have done here is to draw up what does it mean and where, what are the main levers of, uh, of, of carbon in a cement plant. On the left-hand side, you see, um, the, the, let's say, the average um, generation of CO2, 13% from power supply, uh, if it's from, from fossil, 32 from, uh, from the burning of fuels for the, for the kiln heating process, and then 55% is emitted in the chemical process of of when uh, the clinker is established. If we want to bring that to zero, which is definitely our ambition, then on the right-hand side we have marked up where we believe that our role is we basically will enable the industry on the full uh, flow sheet, on the full set of offerings that are needed, but we do not plan to offer all technologies ourselves. For example, on the power side, we don't plan to go into wind industry or solar, but we plan to have uh, our plants capable of operating together with renewable power. And then on the energy side and also on the, on the uh, let's say, the, the fuel side, we, we provide very high efficient products, reducing energy consumption, reducing fuel consumption. Um, we will provide uh, solutions for alternative fuels. Uh, there's a big push on alternative fuels, uh, so having non-fossil fuels uh, into the cement plants. We do not, as we show here on the left-hand side, is what we believe the cement producers should do. We don't plan to go into, let's say, handling of waste and so on in the public society, but we will take it at the gate of the cement plant and then if we continue, uh, then we have several low-emission low uh, products that lower emissions, and clinger substitution is also a technology that we see coming more and more in, basically substituting part of the clinger with less CO2-generating uh, uh, other raw material. And then third-party collaboration, for example, on carbon capture. We don't plan to start uh, having uh, technologies of a carbon capture ourselves, but again, we want to make the plant capable of operating together with carbon capture, and thereby we can bring the cement plant to, to uh, neutral carbon, carbon neutrality. Do we have solutions for this today? Yes, we do. And 
I brought some examples here of a very nice portfolio that we have today that actually we very actively pursue in the marketplace and is in very good demand out in the market today. Uh, we, you see the same. So it's basically split into emissions, into alternative fuels, into energy efficiency, clinger substitution, and process optimization. We have a couple of examples here on the booth today. I, I urge you to go have a look. For example, the Lonox Calciner on, on the emission part. The top part here is a product where we basically can add that to an existing plant, reduce the NOx emissions uh, significantly. We've installed one uh, that is operating very well in Turkey now. We are commissioning one in India now, showing very good results. And what, what that means is there's a lot of limits for NOx emissions all over the world, and they, they are reducing a lot. And today, to meet these standards, you need a lot of ammonium uh, injection into, into the process to reduce the NOx emission. With this product, you can, in most practical cases, basically get rid of this ammonia um, injection, or you can reduce it to a very high scale. That has a double positive impact. You reduce NOx, but you also reduce the, no the, the use of ammonia. And in the corner, you can go and see more about this. And another a good example is on the hot disk is, 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 a, is a product that allows us to burn more alternative fuels in our, in our cement plant. Uh, we sold a product today that, for example, uh, is taking care of most of the waste tires in a, in a country like New Zealand in one cement plant. Um, a last example is uh, on our robotized labs that are here today also. Uh, we see a very big demand for this. So when you run in, a society, in, in, a, in an environment where there are a lot stricter standards and emission, you need to know more about your process. And here our robotized labs are say, in very big demand. And in a country like China, for example, where we have not seen demand for this product, We've sold more here in, in the last period of time and see a good continued demand. Just an example of what the sustainability agenda means for us. If we look into how have we structured ourselves to, uh, to uh, let's say, take advantage of this very good business opportunity we see around sustainability, we have split our company or our structure in the cement industry into four offering types. We have structured our organization this way. So we've set up a dedicated upgrades organization where we see one of the biggest, uh, let's say, potentials for growth in our industry right now. A, a team of very experienced uh, uh, process experts uh, that work then with global uh, cement manufacturers on, on how can we upgrade their plant to, to have less emissions. Um, if, for example, uh, let's say just 5% of the 4,000 lines today would invest in a small upgrade of 10 million kroner, which would be a normal upgrade. That's a business opportunity of 2 billion kroner. So it doesn't take a lot of, uh, let's say, parties to invest here, and it gives a good business opportunity, and we are very well positioned to take it because we have very strong offerings in this area. On the product side, we also uh, see good opportunities. For example, our packing business uh, gets a lot of demand from countries also like China and other countries where there's a lot of focus on work environment. It's not good for workers to work in a dusty, cement dusty environment. There's a lot more focus on that. Our packing plants emit a lot less dust than, uh, let's say, other traditional makes. And together with our filtering businesses, this is uh, also a good new, new demand circle that we see.
services with, let's say, with connected equipment um, is, is definitely a big driver also to uh, have a total process optimization of the cement plant. So we see a lot of demand for, for our service, our connected services. I'll come back to a few examples. And then finally, on the project side, we see good demand for, uh, for also grinding stations and so on in CO2-regulated uh, uh, territories. A few examples from uh, digital combined with our, let's say, sustainability solutions on the product side, uh, allowing a cement plant to run with 100% or much higher portion of alternative fuel. The, the downside of alternative fuel is it's, it is less stable. It's a less stable fuel, so that would basically give these uh, demand uh, peaks, as you see, if you just burn uh, more alternative fuel into your process. There we have uh, developed a new version of our machine, uh, our advanced process control uh, uh, software, so that you can run the plants uh, with higher amounts of alternative fuel, up to 100%, a lot more stable. That gives less wear, less emission, less energy consumption, and it's a very good example of how digital enables us to sell uh, other products and allows our customers to run in a more efficient and a more economic manner. Another example is if we take these process optimization tools uh, into uh, and combine that with our, let's say, very strong process knowledge that we have generated over years, and combine that with data analytics and data science, then we give, let's say, then we get a potential service to our customers that, that uh, very few others can, can, can offer because we have the combination of process knowledge, digital solution, data analytics, and with our cloud-based and our connected equipment, our cloud-based solutions, we have established or we have had for years these 24-7 remote monitoring centers. So basically, we monitor the operation for our customers in, uh, in operation centers and combine all this knowledge, and if we see something starting to go wrong, we can either contact the customers or send our service people out. And again, this, this we have in more than 200 installations today, generating good uh, business opportunities for us and optimizations for our customers. Finally, what does this mean in financial terms uh, for our cement business? On the left-hand side, you see our uh, expected revenue bridge from today's level. We expect to see an underlying uh, market growth of, uh, of 1% to 2% over the cycle, so from the market. And there, of course, sustainability will be one of the drivers for that. Then we see uh, we expect to reduce our revenue on the project side uh, with our, let's say, push for profitability. And we then grow the other parts. We grow a lot via uh, our white spot coverage. Dion will talk about examples in Africa, how, how we do that. We come with new technologies in the sustainability area. Uh, we have several very interesting technologies coming out in the foreseeable future. And at the same time, we drive a lot on our service side to, to, uh, to uh, generate more and more business. As you will also see in our order entries, we have been quite... Uh, okay in establishing a good order entry and a good growth in our service side of the business. These internal components, we believe, will also lead to a 1% to 2%. That's a net effect, so a reduction in projects and then an increase in, in the other elements will give a net effect of a growth of 1% to 2%. In total, we expect a CAGR over the cycle of 2 to 4% 
of uh, for the cement uh, industry. What does this mean? What does this mean in EBIT terms? If you look on the right-hand side, from today's level, uh, the mix effect will definitely be positive. So we will do less uh, projects and we will grow the other parts of the business more. The higher margin part of our business. We also have parts of our business where we do a lot of effort to to increase our margin levels. That will be another lever. And the last lever is with the increase in revenue, we see a better operational leverage that Lars also mentioned. And in total, that leads to a midterm, our expected midterm EBITDA range of 7 to 8%. So with that, that's how we see the world. Sustainability is definitely a strong driver for us in the coming years. Our portfolio will change to have a higher service component, and this is uh, the result we expect to come out of it. So any immediate questions before I give the floor to uh, Manfred? Yes, so here. Hi, Magnus here from, from UBS. Here's the question comparing slide 11 and slide 4 here. I can see that you currently have about 30% of the uh, accessible uh, capital market and you see headwind from projects going forward so it seems like you will try to grow your capital business but still you see headwind from cement so how do we square that picture what's the uh, that that picture shows that say the opportunities for growth and uh, but where we primarily where we will primarily focus is to grow our products business that's part of capital grow our service business grow our upgrades business a lot around sustainability that is where we will mainly focus on driving growth. Thank you. Klaus Sandmer from Nordea. Um, given the, the demand we see today within cement, that is mostly driven for, let's just not call it premium products. Uh, also, you mentioned that there is a pricing pressure due to oversupply. So when you discuss your new uh, solutions with your clients today, how do, do they react to, you know, extra uh, capex, extra cost? Will they be able to pass that on to, to their end users? Or will this be a long, multi-year process? I think the push for sustainability and converting the industry is not a one-year thing. That is a trend that we will see over many years. It's clear our focus for whatever we do, whatever our customers request, is that every solution we come up with needs to reduce emissions, but not at cost. So basically, the main focus for every development we do is to make it more efficient for our customers to produce uh, the cement. So we do not, it's not so that we say, if you do this investment, the price of cement will go up a lot. That is definitely not our aim. But does this mean, if you take your slide, um, with this extra growth compared to the market, that is more into 2022, or when would this be phased into to, to the numbers or to the order intake? I mean, the focus we have on, on the white spots, the new technologies, uh, the push and service that, that we have had uh, throughout the last years, that we will continue to do more and more coverage of new areas, more and more push and service. So it's, it's, it's not, uh, let's say, something new, but we have, we have a lot more focus on it, and especially the focus around sustainability. As you can see, we have had these products, but the, the way we market it now, go to market, go to customers, packages as part of the sustainability solution. That focus, that push is, is new, and that's why we established our separate upgrades business to drive these opportunities. Okay, thanks. 
All right. Thank you very much.